Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series, the number one podcast for brain injury and concussion resources. I am Amy Zellmer, founder of FacesofTBI.com and your host. Today, I'm going to be talking with TBI survivor Alexa Randolph. This episode is brought to you by Integrated Brain Centers. Located in Denver, Colorado, Drs. Shane Stedman and Perry Maynard are experts in functional neurology and treat complex concussion cases from around the country. With over 20 years combined experience, they're leaders in helping patients who are suffering from post-concussion syndrome, including dizziness, vertigo, and headaches, and much more. For your free consultation, you can find them online at integratedbraincenters.com. Hello, everyone. I'm Amy Zalmer, and you're listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury, one podcast at a time. Those of you who might not know who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in February 2014. I'm a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and the Goodman Project, and I'm author of Life with a Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding the Road Back to Normal, available on Amazon. Additionally, I'm editor-in-chief of the Brain Health Magazine, and you can get your free digital subscription at thebrainhealthmagazine.com. You can learn more about me and the podcast series at facesoftbi.com, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer, and don't forget to join my private Facebook group, Amy's TBI Tribe, to connect with other survivors, caregivers, and loved ones. Today, my guest is Alexa Randolph, and Alexa is a TBI survivor, a podcast host, and blogger of With Love, Alexa. She's an advocate for invisible illness due to understanding what it's like to be in pain 24-7 from a mild TBI and chronic pain. So welcome to the podcast, Alexa. So excited to have you here today. Thank you. I'm so glad to be a part of it today. I've been so excited. So, <laughs> so Alexa, I would love for you um, just to start, let's just kind of jump in with what happened. What is your TBI story? Um, yeah, so mine was actually July of 16, so coming up on four years actually next week. Um, I was visiting family in Las Vegas, and we were on our way home from dinner and a lady ran a red going like 60 miles an hour and T-boned us um, on my door and I had like hit the window a few times and I was okay like my head just hurt you know um, just where it got hit but I was checked out and everything looked okay Um, they also said like because of the car we were in which was our Mercedes um me especially, but probably everyone in our car survived because um, it's such a strong car. You wouldn't even realize how bad the accident was. Um, long story <laughs> short, shorter, I um, had gone to a doctor a few days later who told me it was a sinus infection, like I was getting a sinus, must have been getting sinuses, and when I hit my head, apparently I got a sinus infection. Like, I kind of knew that was wrong, but I, whatever, and all the tests came back clear. 
so I ended up coming back home like a week later and I like saw some of my doctors who said it was like depression um, because I had a lot of the symptoms of depression from the like trauma of the accident and about four months later so December I was still really bad like I still kept getting these stabbing pains um, where I got hit so I went back to the doctor and they finally sent me to a neurologist who within a minute of hearing my story told me I had a concussion and I started going for like more um, MRI tests and I went to um, like a vestibular therapy because I was like dizzy all the time and nauseous and headaches and my eyes and everything and I was on different medications and for about a year I was trying out different therapies, different medications and nothing was helping. I was actually getting worse. Um, I started getting all this pain everywhere and I couldn't, I didn't work for about a year and a half and I had just graduated college um, like that May. So like two months before and I ended up finding out that I had um, central pain syndrome also, which is a neurological disorder due to, damaged the brain, brain stem, or spine. So that was about three years ago I was diagnosed with that, and I've just been trying different things, and right now I'm just kind of trying to live my life the best that I can. Yeah, you know, and it's so incredibly frustrating. You know, I hear over and over and over the same story, you know, whether it's a car accident or a fall or whatever it is, you know, you go to the doctor and you're basically sent home. And it it sounds like you didn't really have any physical injuries, like you didn't break any bones or anything in the accident. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're, you're basically fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And exactly. so you're basically fine. Just go, okay, go home, sleep it off. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, to be told you're just depressed and again, over and over and over, over the same story. And, you know, it's it, in my it, head. Yeah. And, and, you know, at least when you got to the neurologist, they acknowledged that you had a concussion. Um, and, you know, the, the classic definition of a mild TBI is that the imaging's clear, right? Like, it's, there's nothing yep. that's going to show on an MRI image. And yet, that's what doctors go to. Oh, well, there's nothing on the imaging. And it's like, how, where is this breakdown in the, in the educational system for doctors? Like, how are they not know. getting this information? <laughs> it's, it's. You know, it's like, I feel like I know more than the average doctor about concussion oh, and brain injury. Oh, me too. Injury. I could be in, I could, yep, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the whole, the whole pain thing too, I think is a really interesting, um, you know, you so see you, I'm sure you had all sorts of pain from the actual accident, right? Like, I'm sure you got whipped yeah. around and you're, you know, you had whiplash and, you know, like same with me in my like fall, this. I had some of those discs and all that too. Yeah. Yep. So in my fall, I had whiplash. I dislocated my sternum. I, you know, had, cool. I, I also had, you know, disc problems, C4, 5 and 3, 4. Um, and, and so, you know, everybody focuses on the physical stuff and it's like, yeah, but I can't function. Um, and the, the long-term chronic pain and and I would be so curious. I know there's some research that is being done in Europe about um, like chronic fatigue and chronic pain patients. 
Um, and mm-hmm. when they dig deeper into the the history of the patient, they do find that they've had a concussion in the past. And so, you know, I think it's so fascinating. You know, the brain runs everything and the brain interprets everything, right? Like our eyes don't actually see, our brain sees, and our, our ears don't actually right. hear. It's our brain. And so, you know, the pain is coming like from the nerves or the muscles, but it's the brain relaying that. And so when things get inflamed in the brain, it, you know, it amplifies all the pain. Um, So I think it's super fascinating, the chronic pain component. Um, Have they done anything for you with the chronic pain other than meds that don't work? Yep. Nope. Um, I've tried therapy and stuff, but honestly, nothing right now. Nothing helps. It's, um, so with central pain syndrome, it's because it's like due to damage to your brain, brain, summer spine, a lot of stroke patients can get it, um, TBI patients. It's just a very, it's very rare because it's not like well-known or well-researched, but there's so many people that have it. Like even MS patients can have central pain on top of it. Mm-hmm. I always like to describe it in a way it kind of mimics MS but without lesions. Like you, there's nothing like wrong in my brain that shows. It's just I'm my brain nerves are like all messed up from the accident or from the TBI that doesn't really know what pain is anymore. Like normal pain, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll feel and everything, but the little stuff like goosebumps, I would rather rip my skin off. Would be less painful than being cold and with goosebumps. Or mm-hmm. like sometimes even just someone touching me a certain way, like it's like the worst pain I've ever dealt with. Yeah, you know, I know in the beginning with my whiplash. Um, the neurologist, oddly enough, she was way more concerned about my neck pain than any of my brain injury symptoms. And she wanted to do Botox injections in my neck. And I had been married to a chiropractor for 10 years. So like I understood, you know, yeah, it hurts, but we need to get to the root problem. Like we need to like fix the neck. Like Botox is just going to cover up the pain, Um, which for some people that's all they care about, but I want it to get to the root issue. I want it to fix my neck. Um, And so it was super frustrating and she got, you know, upset with me that I didn't want to do the Botox and there can be really serious side effects from Botox too. Right. So like, and, and then you're kind of dependent on it. Um, I believe it's every six weeks. I could be wrong with that number. But, like, every six weeks you have That's to get crazy. it done again because it starts to wear off. And so it's like, no, I don't really want to commit to this. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and with the medications, you know, what, what were the other than antidepressants, what were they trying to give you to manage everything? I've been on- I think I was on like Topamax because I had bad headaches. Mm-hmm. I was on a lot of anti, like epileptic, anti seizure medication. Like the sim, the side effects were so much worse than like the pain, and the pain was bad. Like so, I'm just like I can't be on this. Like I'm not doing it. <laughs> so right now yeah. I'm not really on anything. Um, I'm just kind of trying to deal with it because there's really nothing mm-hmm. I can do at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm just yeah. trying to stay positive, and I, that's why I decided to do, um, like, my podcast and stuff to at least, like, raise awareness in that way to help others. 
with mm-hmm. my experiences. Yeah. And, you know, the anti-seizure medicine, had you actually had a seizure? Uh, no, that you know I of? no, I never did, but I used to get, so it was really strange for about a year, I think. I would get these, like, full body spasms that, like, they hurt. Like, they looked, I literally looked like I was having a seizure. Like, it would be like my body would be thrashing and it would be, like, all over the place and it was really scary and it'd be, like, half the time I'd be on the floor or whatever. Like, I'd bruise and it was just really bad. And I finally was able, like, went to a movement doctor who we, we actually had videos, too, to show them because it doesn't always just it comes when it, like, wants to come. Right. But mm-hmm. he actually did a test. He did a test where he had me, like, blow um, 30 times, like, really fast, like, I think on a, like, in, in front of this paper or something. And I, like, brought one on. So they said it'll bring one on. And it ended up being, it's like a, it was like a functional. So, like, my brain was actually doing it. I think what it, we, what it was is my all these like um like everything all this pain all these emotions were like my brain just couldn't handle it and would come out in these spasms which um like my brain just that was how it like kind of got itself out and i was actually able to stop those ones he they um yeah so which was really amazing because they were bad they could be like two three times a day like it like basically ruined my life. Those mm-hmm. like spasms. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I I hear a lot of people get put on anti seizure meds and they've never actually had a seizure, and so I I've never fully understood all of that. Um, you know, like what's what are we worried we're gonna have a seizure or you know I'm I've always been right. curious why <laughs> that's kind of a doctor's first line of defense here let's give you some seizure meds because seizure meds can have really awful you know like they can make you lethargic and weight gain and yep. um you know there's some really nasty side effects with those so I always find those kind of fascinating when doctors do that as a first line of defense without someone having had yeah. a seizure. And and I do know, you know, you are at higher risk after a brain injury of having seizures, but they usually develop in the first year. Um, so, right. yeah, it's always interesting how, you know, the saying, you've seen one brain injury, you've seen one brain injury. Um, you know, no two are alike in any way, shape, or form. Exactly. You know, they'll have similarities and overlaps, but, you know, no two are identical. And, um, yeah, you know, the, the movement disorders and and the functional movement and you know um i have the concussion discussions series coming up um starting in september um but i'm working on them right now so it's super fun um to talk with all these doctors and other professionals about you know all the different um symptoms that can come from a concussion and you know while not everyone will experience the exact same symptoms there's so much overlap and similarities and so um I'm really excited to to launch that in mid-September um but the concussion discussions um you know, I just recently interviewed someone who is talking about the movement disorder stuff and, you know, it's all, it's all treatable and it's frustrating because your traditional doctors don't understand any of it. Um, and they just right. keep sending you 
sending you to other doctors. Oh, I don't know. Here, try this, try that. And, you know, nothing, nothing's working. Um, and, and, you know, for me, it was too. Then they just decide it's on you. That yes. I yeah, it's you. It's just in um, your head. You're making yep. it up. <laughs> yep. I had a pain management doctor that basically I was literally in agony and I had my whole, like the, you know, the neuro like test, like where you walk and all that. The neuro psych. Oh, oh, yeah, the neurological. The one they always do. Okay, so you see me for all of five minutes, once in every hour long. Like, but I walk normal, like, it's called a mile. It was a mild TBI. It was a concussion. Like, I walked fine, but it's still lasting. It's that post-concussion, whatever. And he basically said, you shouldn't be crying in my office. You should be a happy-go-lucky girl. You're healthy. Like, and I'm like, how am I healthy? Like, I'm literally in a 10 most days. Like, that's not possible. Like, you'd be going to a hospital. Like, he was just really nasty. And, like, yeah. And it was just like, but you're you're not dealing with what I'm dealing with. Like, how about you put on my bodysuit for a whole, like, a, even a day, like, if I mm. had to try this, like, bodysuit that I have now before any of this happened, I wouldn't be able to handle it. I handled it because I yeah. have no other choice. Exactly. And, you know, you're you're definitely not alone in how that doctor treated you. Yep. And being told, oh, you're fine. It's just, you know, you're making it up. But it can't be that bad. And, you know, when you're living in a 10 out of 10 pain 24-7, you just and this, learn and everyone's to adapt different too. They're lying, like they're that whole scale is so stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, you know, so for me, it's subjective. It, it exactly, and you know, it's, different people have different pain thresholds too, right? Um, mm-hmm. So you know, for me, it took two and a half years to find functional neurology, and it was just like mind blowing that there's doctors that actually know how to to treat this and what to do with it. And they believe you, they know you're not making it up. And, um, you know, they can tell pretty quickly if there is a psychogenetic component to it, which sometimes there can be because you've dealt with this pain so long and, and the symptoms and the agony and being told that it's, you know, doctors don't understand how damaging they are when they tell you you're, you're just making it up. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's so and, damaging yeah. to your mental health and it sends like you my, into the spiral. And that movement doctor that I like went and saw, we, he sat and talked to us for like a good hour and he was explaining, like, yes, it is your head, quote, unquote, but it's not you and it's not your head. It's not your fault. It's your brain. Your brain is mm-hmm. doing this and you can't control it. Like, he, that's how you should explain it. If you're trying to say, like, it's in your head, it is technically in my head. It's my brain, but I'm not doing it. And when you say, like, oh, it's just in your head, you're whatever, it's like you're making it up. Like, it's your fault when this isn't my fault. <laughs> Yes. And it's so damaging. And when I finally got to functional neurology and they're like, nope, we believe you. We see this all the time. And, you know, they can explain to you what's causing it and how we can combat it and get to the root of it. And it's like, 
it's it, then it's even a little more frustrating that nobody else was able to help you, right? Because you're like, okay, this is yep. treatable. So why did nobody else address this? And you know, they see all the time. They see the effects, the psychological, the mental health effects that all of this. You know, I was two and a half years. There's people who are way further out, five years, 10 years, 15 years, that, that finally get to Funk Neuro and it's, you know, it's life changing, but the mental health effects of not being believed and not, not getting help, mm-hmm. um, yeah. those mental health effects are still just devastating. Yeah. It's still with me today. Like the doctor, like, even though like I have doctors now that told me right away what it was and all that, like they knew and they're on my side, but that one doctor that basically told me in a way that I was crazy. And I'm at the time I was just turned 22 and this all happened within like two months of my graduation from college. I worked for about six months full time and couldn't anymore. Like my brain like started to not, it just didn't work. It's like, I'm someone who will pick up something. Like you'll tell me what to do once and I'll do it, and I'll know how to do it, and I kept messing up, and it was, like, my dream job, too, and mm-hmm. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It was frustrating, because this was even before I knew I even had a concussion. It was, like, at that time in between, like, the accident and getting, a, and get finally finding out it was a concussion, so, like, to me, I just was un, didn't understand, and I just never felt good, and so I finally went, and it made more sense, but I ended up having to leave work, because, and I can really only work part-time right now. Yeah, you know, I had been a photographer. I had been a photographer for 20 years and I didn't know how to use my camera. I didn't know how to change the settings. It like I had to sit and think about it and you know, I'd always done everything just automatically before. It was something I didn't have to think about. And it was frightening. It's like how can I not know how to use my camera? I've used my camera since I was 5. Um you know, so incredibly challenging and to have people saying, oh, no, you know, everything's fine. Everything looks normal. And you're like, but this isn't normal. And I remember I had to get client orders online. Um, It was literally like the week after my injury. And we knew right away I wasn't okay. I mean, I had significant symptoms right away. Um, But I remember, so the first screen online I had to enter the couple's names so you know I put like Bob and Sue and then hit next and then I had to upload the images and by the time I hit next I'm like whose images am I uploading and then I'd have to like go back oh Bob and Sue like it was awful it's like how can I not remember like literally the click of a mouse the next step I couldn't remember it um and that wasn't me that was right like yeah it's like exactly okay and and nobody really can grasp that component of it. And then the neuropsych exam, you know, I had a meeting with the neuropsychologist before I took the exam and she asked what my biggest problems were. And I like my short term memory is like I it's non-existent. Um, and so I she, when I got my results back, she said I scored worse than a dementia patient. So. You know, I think you just didn't try hard enough. Yeah. And I looked at her and I mean, it took everything in me to not punch her when she said that to me. 
Oh my God, I can't believe that one. Yeah. I know I had to do the testing too, and I had literally. So when I like I said I graduated and I had like a almost a three seven when I graduated. I'd been on like the dean's list like six out of eight semesters, and they couldn't like believe that I was that that was me because I was so like testing like I was in the second percentile for a lot of different things. And, like, my brain just couldn't function. It was shutting down on me, and it was so annoying. Mm -hmm. And then I was, like, reading the report, and, like, I think, like, they're wording because they can, they word it however they want to word it. And they're basically, like, saying, like, in so many words that parts of it I made up, I think. Yep. And it's, Mm -hmm. like, like a somatic time, though, like, I was, yeah. And during the time, though, I, I was dealing with, like, a lot of other, like, because it was a car accident. So, like, that's just damaging to say, like, that I was making this up because I'm not. And there's stuff going on, like, legal at the time. Like, mm-hmm. so it was just, like, it's just, it was horrible. It's, like, and then it's, like, I had almost all the symptoms. Like, I remember, like, yeah, so many people I knew like said you probably have a concussion, and then they tell me I don't. But I had the headache, I had nauseous, dizzy, my ears were ringing all the time, and hurt. Like I, there was other things to it, and like my eyes, like the little dots and everything. But no, depression. Yep, yep, yeah. When after she told me I didn't try hard enough and all this, and she wanted to give me antidepressants and Ritalin. And I looked at her and I'm like, how will that help my brain injury? Because I knew that it wouldn't. It's just going to mask some symptoms. And right. she's like, oh, no, I think you're just depressed. I don't, you know, I don't really think, you know, you have to worry about the brain injury. You, you just, we need to deal with your depression. And I was like, lady, I'm not depressed. I mean, I'm, I'm a little depressed, but the depression's the result of all the other stuff. It's not, it's not the root problem. And I refused the medications and she got really pissed. And so she wouldn't see me anymore because I refused the meds, but I was like, unbelievable. And I'm a pretty strong, independent person, and, yes. I, you know, it took me down, right? And I can't imagine people who are um, even more vulnerable, you know what I mean, that are dealing with this yeah. and don't, don't, don't have the wherewithal to know that, that they're right. Like, you, you have to listen to your intuition and your gut. You know, sometimes that gets broken in a brain injury or sometimes people just really question it. And, um, I'm, you know, I'm thankful that I had the fortitude to just straight up say no, yep. no, thank you. And, um, you know, fortunately, I, I found the right like help. My own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was, yep. Yeah, you have I, to uh, learn to be your own they, advocate. And then they tell you, like, oh, you're shopping for doctors, like, to get to what you want. Like you're right. I am gonna shopping go for I get doctors. What I want, but not. That's what they call it. Like, I That's a term they use when you're seeking meds too. Like it's like right. Yeah. But the thing is, that's well. That's what the I think that's what that you he said. You got to stop seeing all your doctors except for your psychologist. I'm like, why well, I'm not? Even, I've never even tried seeking meds. I didn't want meds half the time. Like mm-hmm. I literally was just asking for someone to help me. 
And it's like they just refuse. Yeah. It's like, no, you're you're shopping for doctors and like, okay, fine, I am looking for the right doctor. Not just because they're gonna tell me what I wanna hear, but they're gonna tell me what I wanna hear because I'm because it's correct. Yeah, it's so yeah, it's so this. frustrating. Um, so, Alexa, we are just about out of time, and so I just want to make sure people know where to find you. Um, your website is alexarandolph.com, and you have yes. a podcast called With Love, Alexa. And yes. so tell us just a little bit more about the podcast. All right, so the podcast is – and it's kind of with the blog too. It's just I'm, it's all about finding your inner strength and learning that you're not alone. Um, I have different guests from all walks of life. Rather, they're dealing with like it could be a mental health, it could be they have had chronic pain issues. Um, just people that have overcome a lot of different things in their life, and I love just getting people's stories out there and helping others by better listening. Um, I also have a YouTube series right now called Staying Forever Strong, which is very similar. Um, but everything can actually be found on my website, the links to everything. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you yeah. so much for being here today, Alexa. This has been a great conversation. And just thank you for taking the time to be here. Yes, thank you. It was great. And just a reminder that her website, alexarandolph.com, and it is in the show notes, so you can go check that out and find Alexa. And another big thank you to our sponsors, Integrated Brain Centers. Schedule your free consultation with them online at integratedbraincenters.com. And you can find previous podcast episodes on most streaming platforms, such as iTunes, or you can go directly to facesoftbi.com. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. And also remember to join Amy's TBI tribe on Facebook and get registered for the concussion discussions at concussiondiscussions.com. Thank you all for listening and thank you for being a part of my journey. Have a great day, everyone, and I will see you in the next episode.